Hey, it's BT Patels from a Gemini. My guest today is Victoria Ramos, known as Peaky Ramos on her Instagram. She, she was a press officer for LCR Honda and MotoGP. She spills the beans about Cal Crutchlow and Alex Marquez and what's it like to work in the MotoGP traveling uh, two-wheel circus. You won't be disappointed. She's a World Cup champion. Uh, not her, but her country is. And I caught her on a good day. You're going to enjoy this conversation. Enjoy Victoria Ramos. Why well, don't get the time, okay? Okay. Don't get the time, Wyatt. Here we go. Okay. Hey, it's BT with Tales from a Gemini, the last one of the year. And my guest is a person I have literally internet stalked. And when I see her in person, I stalked her and I tried to be on my best behavior, but I wanted this podcast to happen so bad. And I said, you know what? I'm going to give it one more time. And I almost feel bad because I know how hard she works. And you see how hard she works. I go, man, I feel bad now. And now I finally have, as my guest, a World Cup winner. She's from the World Cup country of Argentina, my friend, LCR Honda press officer. You know her as Victoria Ramos. I know her as Peaky Ramos. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> I, well, duh, you know I am. How are you, baby? I'm good. I'm good. We're still celebrating over here. I happen to be in Argentina. I came here for the holidays. And it's been pretty wild. Are you hungover? Are you still hungover? No, 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 I'm not. Look, I'm perfect. What do you say? <laughs> you're always perfect. You're always perfect. You're always perfect. Every time I see you, you're always. I'm honest because you're a press officer, so you have to be always perfect. And you are always, you're all, you say the right things always. You've never slipped up. Even when you're partying, you've never slipped up. So, yeah, man, you're always good. How does it feel to be, how does it feel to be in a World Cup champion winning country? I don't have that experience. I don't think I'll ever have that experience. So what's it like? I have to say. Uh, I wasn't alive in 86, which okay. is the second one. That hurts, so I missed it. Okay. And now, but now when you feel it, when you actually, well, I didn't do anything. These guys did, but the, the country just, it, it goes crazy. It's, I, I run out of words to explain it to all the people that I know in Europe and all over the world. And it's, I cannot explain the feeling. It's something the, the, the country goes just wild and Football, I think, is the only the only thing that unites us as a country because you can see really rich people with really poor people with all of us out celebrating, drinking. You know, it's it's amazing. It's it's a great feeling, and I'm really happy for Messi. He really deserves it, and he's like, I don't know, I cannot even describe him. He's just unique. Did, did you cry when you guys won? Did you cry? Yes, I cried. Did you? Every everyone cried at home. We were like my eighty-year-old uncle. My dad was crying. He doesn't even like football, but we all get together for this. It's 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 incredible. And you're like Boca and River fans all together in one house, and we go just crazy. And all of them men men cried so much. It was unbelievable. How does it feel to watch a man cry over there? Because you see that passion. Because, you know, men, I don't know how it is in Argentina, but, you know, when a man cries here, it, it's got to be something that really hits in your soul. So how does it feel to see, like, your dad or somebody strong and you see them just weep? I have a very interesting uh, story about this 
related to MotoGP because here, for me, what my dad cried only like three times when my grandmother died, my grandfather died, and his best friend. I've never seen cried or like red eye, nothing, never, not another time. But then, yeah, seeing all these people that are older than you and more experienced and have been through a lot of things in their lives and then get so emotional about this, it's, it's really touching. It's beautiful. It's weird. And you think, you know, it's something important for them. It meant something as a country, as, a, as people that come together. I don't know. But the first time I was really shocked. I wasn't shocked with this. I imagined this would happen for football. But I remember Mark winning, I think it was last year, Germany. Yes. Saxenrin. Yes. I heard, and I will never say whom, some people, because I was at the garage next door, I heard some really, really, the, the, the manliest guy in the paddock was crying. He was a rep solo and the guy was crying in the bathroom and I happened to hear it and he was out of control. He couldn't, it was such an emotion for him that they, he was back, that Mark was back in this. And it's one of my favorite stories about MotoGP, that, that feeling, that, uh, you know, it's fashion. Let me tell you something. It's funny you say that because I was watching, you know, MotoGP comes on different times here in America. So it's around, it comes on, the actual race MotoGP comes in, around, I think, eight or nine here. And I lie to you not. Because, I mean, I just, I love MotoGP. You know me. I'm a, I'm a dork for MotoGP. But for some reason, I have a soft spot for Mark because I grew I remember when Mark was racing 125s. So I, and I remember going, this kid's going to be a champion. So I watched him come up. You know, it wasn't like I just latched on when he got the MotoGP. So fast forward, I felt so bad what happened to him. And I know he's coming back. And I swear to God, he got that lead and Miguel was coming. Miguel Oliveira was coming. And, and I swear to God, I got on my knees. I go, God, please, just let Mark get this. Please, he needs this. And Miguel cut it down under a second. I go, please, God. And I swear to God, I'm not that kind of dude. But I'm like, please. And for some, I don't know how Mark did it. Mark won. And I lie to you not, I was in my room. Thank God I was by myself. And I cried like a baby. <laughs> I literally was crying like I go. I was like, and he was on his podium. And I just remember I was bawling. I was bawling like a baby. And that's what it meant to me. So, yeah, man, sport does that to you. You know, sport does yes. that to you. It has that emotion. Like when you, when you. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. When you see when you see someone that has been through a lot and then still is still fighting and still giving it 120 percent and then he gets it. Yes. This is what this meant for us. This is what. It meant for us because Messi wanted to have this. And he is the best. Like, he's the GOAT. I don't care what you say. I'm from Argentina. I'm super proud. <laughs> and I will fight anyone who says anything about any of these guys. Even the, oh my God, the goalkeeper. I love him. I just adore him. He's great. I love that dude. He's great. man. He, he's a little cocky, but he's just awesome. That's what you guys need, though, he, you know? He is, I can, I, I, I'm out of words again. It's like, I cannot describe what this guy, and now everyone is in love with him. All the girls are in love with him and with the, with the coach. Yeah. I mean, the guy has been the coach for, like, for I don't know how many years. No, now he's the biggest guy. He's, if Brad becomes, and you ask a woman in Argentina, they say, no, no, 
I don't want him. I want the coach. I want our coach. It's incredible. It's incredible what 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 it means for us here. It's it's crazy. What did you grow up? What did you grow up loving? Did you grow up loving sport when you grew up in Argentina? Like what what was your passion growing up? I think my passion has always been traveling. Yeah. And I did a lot of traveling with my dad. And then I started working for the World Rally Championship and the same organization uh, organized different, several races and competitions. And I think uh, languages were also my passion. I, I, I like to talk, as you know. No, you know, you? very well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Gemini. <laughs> okay, so, your, your birthday's June 4th, isn't it? Is your birthday June 4th? 5th, 5th, 5th. Okay, okay. Mine's the 8th, so I know. Point. Yes. I know, exactly. But I think it's always been traveling, and I've decided this career path because it allowed me to travel, so yeah. But, but I've always done it with my dad to see something like the Dakar Rally or the, w, the, the World Rally Championship. I've always been related to that. And then I left my dad and did it on my own and started working. And I did like, uh, there is a Tour de France, L'Etape du Tour, it's called. And it's uh, one stage similar to that in different, several countries. And we did it in Argentina. I did it twice. I did, I did bi uh, like bicycles, um, bikes. I did cars. I did enduro. I did everything. Everything. It's always been related to sports. Now, what was your dad? What was your dad involved in? Your dad was involved in in racing. Oh my god! No, my dad has a farm. He just likes to go out with his friends, and because because my dad and my because they divorced my parents. Yeah. Like every other weekend, I would go out with him. And do you know? Let's go to a movie. No, no, he would take me to fishing to whatever his plan was. He would include me and my brother. So this is why I like to go fishing. I like to go, I mean, we tried hunting in Argentina. is really normal. Um, and all of this, I've been to like um, car racing here. Like different uh, horses. I've been to horses competition and something like this, like gaucho competitions over here, everything. And whatever he wanted to do, he would take us to it. And then this is how I ended up here. Now, are you a daddy's girl? Would you, would you consider yourself a daddy's girl? No. <laughs> no? Why not? Why not? Why well, not? I, mean, I mean, yes. No, yes, but I'm not his favorite. But, ah, oh, that hurts. Why aren't you his My favorite? My little sister is the favorite. Because I'm the black sheep. For sure, I'm the black sheep. Why? He hates Why? that I left him. And I, and I'm, I went to, because I started working with him. And then we had an argument. And then the next day I said, okay, I don't care. I'm going to work in the Dakar Rally next year. So I'm starting today. And I got the job like in two weeks. And ever since, he's like, he doesn't say to me, but to his friends, he's always like, yeah, I'm very proud. He went to Spain and she's not like washing dishes. She's like actually doing what she wanted to do. But she, he never says it to me anyway. You always said, you said this on your Instagram. You said that your life, you, you had a post that said life goals, be financially secure with a career you enjoy. And I think you're doing that. Yes. Well, financially secure with me, you never know. <laughs> I, I have my mom's jeans, so it's it's difficult. What <laughs> so you, far, so good. What, what, do you, what do you spend your money on? What do you spend your money on? 
traveling. Tra no, wait, traveling and eating. I think you can also tell that. <laughs> oh my God, I love food. Tim, no, you know, honestly, and I'm not saying this, just it sounds like I'm hitting on you, but I'm a Gemini also. And at this stage of my life, what I love doing, you know me, my passion is watching MotoGP, but I love traveling. I love traveling to Europe. I just love traveling to go watch MotoGP. And my favorite is finding a great restaurant or great restaurants in other countries. So oh, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you, who has the best food of all the countries you ever traveled to? Who has the best food? You can't ask me that. I, I'm asking you that. I'm asking you that right now. And I want and I want to answer. I have to say I'm half Italian. So Italian food is very important in my life. Yes. Uh, but for me, nothing is better than the barbecue. Asado. Coca-Cola, asado, that's it. I was gonna that's ask you. Not even Argentina, Argentinian food or, or or Italian? I was going to ask you, who's the best if you had to go, if you had to pick? If you had to pick. Argent Argentinian steak. Argentinian I've steak. had steak every day, more or less, since I arrived. <laughs> I arrived on the 20th of November. I've had meat every day. Okay. Who has better, who has better beef, Argentina or Texas? Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Who's the best? Have you been Argentina? It will always be Argentina. And we've been, look, the first year I worked for MotoGP, I remember Carmelo Esteleta took my department and some other, a couple of departments yeah. to, to a dinner, fancy dinner. I didn't have the clothes for it. It was a disaster. I sat down, they really like big boss or whatever. And I, and I couldn't eat the meat because they had like butter and a lot of pepper. Argentina, you taste the meat. They just put a little bit of salt, and that's it. The, the fire does the rest. And I remember we went to Argentina the year after, and I sat down with the same guy who said, can you try this one? <laughs> can you really try the one here? And then you tell me. And it's always the same. But Spanish people don't want to accept it because they think, I don't know, they have the Spanish whatever up north. No. Not even the restaurants. Argentinian restaurants in Spain are the same. It needs to be here. What do they do to the meat, though? What do they do to the meat? Is it because it's grass-fed? Or, or you, said it's, you said it's all about the fire. How, you know, why is that and how is that? <clears throat> it's very difficult for me to answer because I cannot do it. <laughs> I've always been like the one that arrives at the end with the bottles of things to drink, and I'm like, ha, ha, and that's it. But my brother does it. My dad doesn't do it. My dad's like me. And I cannot tell you, but it really, it's, it's weird. It's, but I think it's also the meat from here. And because we have our farm, and I'm very proud of that as well, yeah. um, we, we do grass feed a lot. We do have some feed lots to finish the, the, the pounds or the kilos that they need to have, whatever. But I mm -hmm. think it's generally how it's bred here so and how we treat it, I think. I don't know. So you take Argentinian barbecue over Texas barbecue? Yeah. Oh. Hands down, no, of course. Uh, hands down? Not even close? It's not even close? Not even close. Okay. Not so, even close. So if we had to pick if we had to pick food, you would take Argentinian barbecue. Is, uh, is Italian second? I think yes. Yes. And what's third? What's third? I think French. Are you serious? Yes. 
I have to. I, I like, wait, also remember I come from like the Asian round. Yeah. I love the Asian round for the food, for the people, for, but after, I don't know, it was five weeks or six weeks. It was too much. <laughs> I needed regular, I needed like a McDonald's. Or so. I have a picture of actually with Tetsu Hayashima just eating, destroying a burger at the airport. But no, I'm, I'm very, I'm very lucky because I've tried different things around the world and good restaurants. Uh, we've been to Malaysia, we've been to Kuala Lumpur uh, in the, like in the middle of the streets in the China, I don't remember the names. And I've, I've tried a lot of things, fancy places, street places. And I think the French food up to the Italian, I'm really, I, I like, I like pizza. We yes. eat a lot of pizza. We're half Italian in this country. Yeah. So we have like pizza is a big thing and, and then pasta. And then if it's so every Sunday in Argentina, if it's raining, we don't do barbecue. We do pasta here at home. Okay. Oh, so we got to go hang out. We got to go hang. We got to go to a restaurant. You have to come. You have to come to Argentina. You have to come. Two Gemini's together. We're going to tear it up, girl. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I know. <laughs> it's danger. Yeah. But you know. I'm not official anymore. I'm not working in the LCR anymore. So we can do it. I think we need, we need to do it. I, hey, I'm always down. I always say this. And people, anybody will tell you this. If you just say something like, hey, you should do this. Hey, I have nothing to do and all day to do it. I'll do it. You'll be, I'll make you sorry you even asked me because I'll take you up on your offer. So and getting to that. when We'll do it. We'll do it. Okay. When did you, we'll I want to get it. to you. When did you start in MotoGP? Like, when did you start? And, and when you got there, was it everything you thought it was going to be? Or what, what were your thoughts going into it? I was, I'm sure you're going to ask me about this. And I started thinking, how, how did this happen? I still don't know. I was just, my dad says that everything that I want, I get it. In the end, I just work and work until I do it. And I remember I finished working for this organization here that does the World Rally Championship in the Dakar. And I've only, I've, at, the, at the time, I only had done these dirt things. Dirt. It was dirt. It was dirt. It was dirt. It was Enduro. It was the bikes. It was not a circuit. I didn't know what, what a circuit was. Not the one in Termas, for example. I didn't know how... Uh, uh, WTC race was done there or whatever. And I knew the guy that is the local promoter here because he was, he was a, um, one of my clients. He's a competitor at the Dakar Rally. Mm -hmm. And I said, look, I just want to see what it is. Like, you don't have to pay me. I'll go and I'll, like, for free. I just want to see what it's like. And I remember I was a the first year I was the secretary of uh, Mike, Mike Webb. Okay. Then the second year I, I did accreditations for the circuit in Argentina. And then I met a really high profile person in Dorna because I went to say, I had to do some accreditations for some people like the cleaners or something that had to go in the paddock. You know that the paddock has this um, pass um, system that it's complicated and if you, well, and I said, look, I have these questions and I have the, the manual here and the pictures don't really go with the text. So I'm confused. I don't know if the pictures are right or if the text is right. So I actually found like two or three mistakes in the manual, in the security manual. I was like completely obsessed doing the job and she was like surprised, I think. And then in the end, 
we became friends. I actually lent her some like nail polish one day. She would, she had been there for, I don't know, maybe two or three weeks. She always does that with the new circuits. She's really, really high. Sending a big kiss to my boss. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then she, I was already going to Spain for the six days in Duro, mm-hmm. which I had done in Argentina and they were going to do it in Spain and they needed someone. And I said, yeah, do it for six months. And then after that, she called me back and said, uh, I think I have a job for you. And if you want it, it's yours. It's not the real, a real good job, but it's, and it was the accreditation center coordinator. So I, that's how I entered. 2018 was my first year with Dorna. Wow, 2018. Now fast forward. Now you're yeah. kicking ass as an LCR press officer. But are you retired now or what? Are you? Did you retire? Yes. Well, I'm not retired. That sounds like I'm really old. I'm not. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just taking a year off. Okay. I'm taking a year off, and I'm going to Australia, surfing. You're just gonna be like a beach bum for like a year. Is it, uh, it, can I ask, is there a, a dude involved? Is there some? Is there someone involved? No. Is there, oh, just you no. just out there by yourself. That's the best part. I'm going by myself. I'm going to get like a van or something and I'm going to, I'm, I'm going in February. So I'm going to have a couple of months, days of summer. And then, okay, I will have to work. I'm getting a holiday visa, working visa or whatever. So I can fly, and, down, uh, to Aust- I can fly down to Australia and we can go surfing together. We can try. We can try some meat over there. It's good, <laughs> but it's not as good. <laughs> I don't eat meat. I'm 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 vegetarian. I'm vegetarian. Oh I'm, my god, no! I'll, I'll I'll watch you eat. We can make it work. We'll make it work. I can watch you eat. I can watch Okay, you eat. we <laughs> So fast forward, you're working for LCR, and what was it when you first start working behind the scenes? Because accreditation is a little bit different than actually working for the team. So when you got the job for LCR, everybody wants to know like. What do you see that we don't see? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's what we always want. Like, like how, like how, how's the meal prepared? Oh, we we get the meal, but we want to see how's it prepared. Like, what don't we see? Because you know, like I do a little, like you know, uh, just for fun, shits and giggles. I do a review of MotoGP races, and I, you know, I, I may talk about a rider, but it's, I always try to make it fun. And I swear to God, you know, it's all fun and games. Like, ah, oh, this rider needs to do this, blah blah. blah. But then when I go to the races and I see the look on their faces when it doesn't go right and it makes me feel so bad. So what don't we see that you see? The number one thing that no one sees is how much we work. Even if we don't have a race, we're working. Everyone is working. It's incredible. It's nonstop. And I think no one works harder than Lucha Chiquinelo. No one works harder than him. He is a machine. That was the first thing. I was, I went to the Qatar test right before the pandemic, mm-hmm. and he would stay up until maybe three, four a.m. writing emails, sending things to Japan, to his suppliers, to everyone. Everyone works a lot, and the season never ends. Even if we don't have any more races now, I know the guys went back to are going to Japan. Then they went back to the tech division to like the end of the year meeting, commercial people doing it as well. Um, even Lucha's sister, Lucha's sister is a big part of the team. She works with us mm-hmm. and she's like the general manager of the, of the hospitality. So they, they're always looking for ways to improve. Uh, it's, 
it's incredible. It's, I, I, I've never, it's, I thought it was going to be hard work, but it really is. It's, it's nonstop. This is why I need a year off. See? I'm from Argentina. I'm not used to this kind of rhythm. <laughs> See, that's why I felt bad because I wanted to get you on the show earlier and you're like, yeah, well, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, man. She... And then, like I said, I see you and, like, man, she's right. You're always, if there's a picture, if you get a chance, guys, go to her Instagram. There's a picture of you by yourself and you're on that and you're on your laptop or, you know, and I'm like, and that's real. That's not just set up. It's like real. Like you guys are always, when I go to the, the, the press room, whatever, you guys are always typing up something like walk me through what it's like for a race weekend. Like I know, yeah, just walk me through a race weekend. What happened? I think you, what you land okay. on Wednesday, right? Uh, the guys land Tuesday, Wednesday, and then they prepare to set up the box and everything. Uh, actually, the track drivers go before, maybe Sunday. Um, of course, it all depends where we are, if it's a flyaway or whatever. But we really start when the when the box is completely set up and they start working on the bike. That's sometimes Wednesday, sometimes turning. I arrived normally with Taka Nakagami, so I'm very, very, very lucky because the other press officers go before, and I'm like the last one to arrive to the track. And I'm like, hi. <laughs> I literally put on my computer, set up my printer, blah, blah, blah. And we go for dinner. And that's another thing that people don't see. I, I get to see a lot of the times when we're together. And most of the guys in my team don't like to get like videos or they just stay very private. And they enjoy and they joke around. And that's, you get to see maybe the real writer with everyone, not with the camera, sometimes they, they get a bit like this. So that's another, I think for me, that's the best thing that I, of, of working with them. I get to see these really devoted, motivated, uh, elite athletes and, and their mentality is something that blows my mind away. Like, uh, Cal, Taka, Alex, my Moto E riders, all of them, Simeon, Canepa, uh, Kevin, which was new in last year, Mikel, Eric Granado. All of them, they all have something that, you know, you're drawn to them. You, you want to talk to them. You, it's, it's incredible. And I get to do it everywhere, on the car, going to the airport or whatever. And Now, of all those riders you mentioned, and I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but, like, you know, you're drawn to them in a certain different way. But which one, has a, which one had, I think, maybe more of a mental side where you were like, wow, where it was different than all the rest? Alex. Really? And how? In what way? In yes. what way? Because he had a terrible season the first year, not so great the second year. And I know he was upset. I know he was angry. He was disappointed. And he, they, everyone, everyone in the box. But he never, never talked to me in a bad way. Never stopped smiling. We would always joke. In, we have like a couple of minutes to get ready for interviews or if I need to change something, he was never rude to me. He, I'm not going to say Taka was, Taka was not. Cal maybe a little bit, you know, but that's Cal. Uh, that's, that's why I also love him. He taught me everything I needed to know. After handling Cal my first year, I yeah. literally, I can handle whomever. I'm like not afraid of anyone. <laughs> yeah, Cal. So I owe this guy. Yeah. I owe this guy so much yeah. because now I know how to deal with, but, but Alex, for certainly I, he, he chopped his teeth one day and 
okay, take a picture. We were always joking around him. It felt like, you know, a friend. And that was, it's, it's different. I tell you and what, he, I, I, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. He's, 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 I don't like to compare, but he is brother of Mark. He, he's incredibly smart because you know, he's been involved since very little and I tell you the truth, many of the, sometimes they ask things and you know, they're going for the spots. And I think, you know, I would have been super rude <laughs> yeah, because I would have been upset, you know? Right. He's always calm. He knows exactly what to say. Sometimes I would say like, no, you don't have to even answer this because, you know, I don't want to get, oh no, it's okay. I can, yeah. He blows my mind away. He's just a different kind of being. I think. He is an amazing guy, and I wish him the best next year. I think he's gonna bring it. You know, honestly, and I love and I love them all. I really, really do. But I had a soft spot for Alex also because of, of everything. For one, yeah, I, you know, I never really wanted to bring up Mark because you know Alex is his own person. You know, it's almost like when you're like you know you're the oldest, and then you have a new sibling come in, and and all the attention's going toward them. So it's like you know Alex was good within himself, and even when he was you know they, they let him have that Repsol ride for that one year, and he got on the podium twice. And I was like, I'm glad he's finally getting his due. And then he had those two bad years. And I felt so bad. But you're right. He always had a smile on his face. But it was sincere. And then when I, and I think it was in, when I last saw you guys, it was in Valencia. And I think it was Valencia. But he, what I couldn't believe is he was doing a TikTok video for somebody. And I, and I was like, oh, my God. You know, he's having a, war, a terrible year. And he's doing a TikTok video for someone like, Man, that guy, I just, I, I have a soft spot for him, and I want him to kick ass next year. I really do. I mean, he's gonna I, kick us. Yeah, I'm sure he's gonna kick us. I'm sure. I hope so. I, I he has, he has a winning mentality, and yeah. I remember, I think it was the first month we had to do a video, and and then some sponsor, um, posted a video of him and where he explains he's Alex. Like I'm not Alex Marquez, I'm Alex. Yeah. And he's trying, you know, to, to be, to, to say the difference. And then in the, like, this video, the minute two of the video, that he's got, his, his father says, oh, my God, I love his father. Wait a minute. I forgot. Another thing that I love so much, I love him so much. I've never seen an old, I think, oh, I'm going to say he's going to kill me. <laughs> he doesn't know English. It's okay. I hope no one tells him. But he's like a grown man. He's a manly man. And he's saying cariño to the TV in, in the box. Like, go cariño, go, come on, honey, come on, honey. Crossing the fingers like this. You know, he's like almost sweating, you know? And then when something good happens, he just turns around, gives you the biggest hug. He's really part of the team. He yeah. is, and, and it becomes a family. It really is. LCR is a family. I know there's some big teams are different, more people, whatever, but LCR is a family. And... I've seen him, of course, on the TV all the time before. But when I met him, I said, I don't know, maybe he's like, you know, he's the father of. And... But anyway, when I was in, <laughs> this is another thing that I, I loved about working. It's like I watched the two last matches of Argentina and I sent him a, a message of me doing like this. And I said, I watched both of them like this. And he laughed and said, oh, come on, try it harder. Do it also with your feet, blah, blah, blah. Now he's the best. Anyway, 
I forgot what I was telling you. <laughs> I was just going to let you talk. It's your time, girl. It's your time, baby. I was going to let you talk. I don't know. I forgot. I want you to tell me what's it like working with Cal. Because everybody loves Cal because you can always tell when he's pissed, but he's always funny with it. And you can also tell when he's like, you know, he has that little, uh, that bite, like, oh, Cal's in a bad mood. But everybody loves Cal. That's why one of the reasons when he said he retired, it was like, oh, man, because he was funny and you just love Cal. Now it's more, you know, now it's more on the shoulders of Jack. But when Jack and Cal were together, oh, my God, what a great press conference. So what was it like to work with Cal? Cal is the beast. He's wild. He is like, I was afraid of him. And then I had someone very close to him sat down the first day, because he made me cry the first day. We had to do Zoom interviews. I will tell this, this is very, 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 very important of mine, part of my life. I remember we were, the 2020, we did the first race, I think it was July in Spain, Jerez. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time I was doing the press officer job because I hadn't done this job in the past. And... He said, okay, I think I'm pretty sure Lucho hired me because I had the right personality to go with Cal. Because <laughs> I haven't done anything of the work, but I think of all the other girls or people that tried to get the job, I had the right attitude with Cal. So he made me cry the first day. Um, how, how, how? We, were told by, we, were, we were told by Dorna that we, we had only 10 minutes to do the, the debrief via Zoom with other journalists and that we needed to try and it's, it's like a press conference and we needed to be, you know, you have one question, you have a ba ba ba, and then you have questions in, well, Cal did all in, in Spanish, in, sorry, in English, but Taka had some Japanese questions and English questions and then, well, and we had to manage the time. And so one of the, I'm not going to say who, but he knows who he is. Um, he said something smart. He said something witty at the end. And I'm like, okay, Cal, we have to finish, blah, blah, blah. And then Cal uh, answered the last question and like stood up. And I'm like, telling all this guy, look, we have 10 minutes. Please, I don't want to be in trouble. It's my first time doing this. I don't want to, you know, Lina or anyone telling me, please, you're stepping over someone else's, some other writer's time. And Cal came back, heard me. He came back, put on the, my, the, the, the mic and everything, all the set again and said, don't worry, I will always answer whatever to you. And I'm like, no. No authority. To have no authority on day one. Cried, cried, cried. Cried, cried, cried. I cried, I think, for two weeks with this guy in Kerez. My two first weeks in Madrid, if I lost, I don't know how many kilos. And but that night, I went back to the hotel. And I found some big shots of my team. And there was this one guy that I immediately connected, only because I spoke French. And that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Uh, no, it was beefy. I can tell it was the crew chief. <laughs> the crew chief told me, look, just don't go around. And I'm going to say this. I'm not, I'm not supposed to go my loud or not, but I'm, translation is difficult. Don't kiss his ass. Just don't go around him kissing his ass. Just try, treat him like he's like the worst. Like you just met him. Like you don't care. Don't think like he's how he's the writer. Forget it. He will never do anything for you if you do this. So the next day, I, he came, he was a bit late. I look at Dakota, Dakota was his assistant at the time. Yeah. I'm like, Dakota, you're, you're a bit late. I put on my headphones and I said, we start in two minutes. 
And he looked at me like, who is this girl? <laughs> Where's the, the crying little baby from yesterday? I'm like, we started in two minutes. I didn't say hello. I would never say like, how are you? Nada. Would never bring him like water, nothing. I would literally, I treated him like I didn't know him. I was like doing him a favor or all my job. It was just a favor to you. And from that day on, I think for one month or two months, he called me the sergeant. <laughs> oh, I love it. And then, I don't know, the guys were joking around, blah, blah, blah. And he started calling me Kim Kardashian. I don't know why. Maybe you know. I'm and not going there. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. I'm not going until, there. Until this day, he calls me Kim. Every time he sees me, hi, Kim. I have emails from Beefy that says, hi, Kim, we need this and this and this. How do you think we can do it? Goodbye, blah, blah. Everyone calls me Kim. It's incredible. That's but that was it. We just bonded. I think I, we said he said something dirty to me, and I'm from Argentina, so I answered back. And he was like, "Oh my god!" And then from that day onwards, we were like friends. It, it was good. Oh, I love that because, like I said, everybody loves Cal. Now Cal's role now is more Jack's role. Jack is the one, the funny one, who's going to come in, and you can tell when Jack's a little prickly, but he's also a great, just a great talk. I think. Uh, he would always bring something spicy to the te- to the interviews. He would always. Yes. He, he's not afraid to open his mouth a little bit more than maybe he he could or needs to or and that is something interesting. I remember everyone from work was like, "Oh no! Oh my God! No! You have you're working with Cal. Oh no! You're gonna suffer so much." He's like, and then I started. Because I knew a lot of the people from Dorna before. So I like the cameraman. Oh, so you now you're in the team. Oh my God. And like, who's your writer? I, I, didn't, I don't even remember. Like, who is Cal? <gasps> Everyone loved him. The cameraman, they, they have like, um, they have a problem with Cal. They're in love with Cal. Yeah. I mean, a yeah. lot of them. You do, you just you gravitate to it. You know why? Because honestly, as much as I love, let's just say Mark, as much as I love Mark, when you ask Mark a question, he goes, well, of course, uh, and he'll say, and he'll say that, that, that answer you're supposed to say, which is nothing wrong with him. He hardly ever says anything spicy. It's like, okay. And all of them are pretty much like that. But Cal will say, he'll just come out with the truth and he'll have a little smart ass kind of like little comment. And you go, yes. And it's funny. And everybody loves funny. And it's a little honest. And you go, that's why I like him. And that's why you love him. Even if it's not on cameras, he would say, things like that in the media center and everyone would laugh and he, he would, he's just, he jokes around when he's not on the bike, he's yeah. joking around. Which he's out of the box. You know, he's going to say something and it's going to make everyone crack up. It's incredible. He's re- he's a really funny guy and really everyone liked him. I was, I was in shock because he really mean to me the first week. And then <laughs> I was like, Oh, and he's the, he's the greatest dad. He's the greatest dad. I've, I've never, his face changes. He has like this grumpy face every day. But then when he starts talking about Willow, he's like, look at her. She shows when he shows the videos, he's like, yeah. and she's crazy, huh? My daughter is crazy. My daughter is not. She's out of this world. Blah, blah. And he's like drooling. Yeah. It's incredible. Hey, so when when That's really it, nice. When did it start like kind of not getting fun or when you went, you know what? Maybe it's time to take this break. Cause I remember it was weird because I was, you know, talking to you. And I can just tell from your responses back, you're like, I don't really have any 
uh, you know, t time. You know, I'm always working, and I could just feel like you were like, I think, I, you know, I could feel like you wanted a break. So when did it get to the point you go, I kind of need to step away from this? I think it was, I spoke with Lucha around the middle of the year, like this this year, mm -hmm. maybe around Barcelona. I didn't have my made up, like my mind made up yet, but I knew that I, I needed a little bit of a change. Because in the end, I've done it five times. Yeah. I've been around the world with, with, with these five times and it's, it doesn't get, the work is always more. And you like, you know, now you have more activities and the, the activities with the writers, the fan zones, all of these things are incredible. These are things that I do not want to miss. But then during the day, you have to do more and more things. And then you have the Montreal writers and then you have interviews with Lucha and then you have interviews with, and you have to, to do all of that. And I think because I'm from Argentina and I've been living in Barcelona for, it's going to be seven years now. COVID was, was really, was, was bad for me. It was, it was a lot. Thank God I had the job and I could do the work and I was involved in something. I was completely, you know, dedicated to that. Right. But I, li I live in a big house here in Argentina with my dogs, with, with, you know, a little grass. I needed that. And then after the end of 2020 and then all of 2021, I thought I, I really didn't have time to come back to Argentina to see my friends. I would, I would decide, no, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, fly again. I just want to stay home. And then when I would stay home, I was going to be like, I, I was bored because I wanted to do stuff. And I was just tired. I was really tired. Um, and I had like the real, I cry every time I have a meet, meeting with Lucha, I cry. It's incredible. It's like my dad. And I just cried and I said, you know, I'm really, I'm really upset this happened to me right now, but I don't think I have enough, you know, gasoline to keep doing this and and i need a break and it's the last year that i can get this opportunity to go to australia and maybe work and stay for a year and, and i thought well i've always been passionate about my job and i mean i always wanted to do more to i i think i said to one of my boyfriends here in Argentina because he told me the other day like remember you told me you're gonna yeah, but now I don't even want to go to Formula One. For me, my top was, was MotoGP. And yes. I've done it. I've done it five times. So now what else do you want to do? So I called my dad one day and I said, look, I could still do this and maybe finish exhausted at the end of the year. The satisfaction is incredible. When you mm -hmm. finish, when I finished at the end of this year, when I finished the year of 2020, last year, the, the, the feeling with the team, it's, it's amazing. But I didn't want this to be just my life because I had very little time to do other things. Like I stopped going to the gym. I stopped. Then I did a personal trainer. I canceled on him. As, as, and, you know, I wanted to, wanted to travel some more on my own. Doesn't mean I'm not coming back. Doesn't mean I hate it. Doesn't mean I, I could do it. I just chose and I choose now to do something different. Now, while, while I can, you know, while I have the money. Yes. While I'm... I don't have a boyfriend now. I, I'm not married. I don't have a dog. Well, I have a dog in Argentina, but I don't take care of it. I don't have like plans. And I said, look, I just take all my things, put it in a storage unit. I'll yeah. travel one year and then I'll come back to Europe and, you know, decide what I want to do. I don't, it's been 10 years. I've been working in motorsports for 10 years. So I don't think I will do something, I don't know, start needing things or, you know, working in a, I don't know. I, I'm not, 
I'm not finished. I just needed a break. Oh, okay. We all, everybody, wanted, wanted a break. everybody needs a little time away, like the song said. Everybody needs a little time away. I heard it say. But now, was part of that the, the the big schedule for next year? You know, they added some races, and it's going to be a longer oh schedule. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, the funniest thing happened to me in Thailand when they, they, when they published this calendar. Yeah. My my office was, like, in front or at the back. Like, Suzuki's offices were behind me or something. And I turned around to go to the toilet or to pick up someone. I don't remember. And I see Alex Prince. And he was on his, like, scooter, monopatin, I don't know. Yeah. And he looked at me and said, wait. I'm like, hi, how are you? Are you okay? Like, I don't know. I know where you're leading. Because you know, because you have Dorna blood. You've been in Dorna before. So you know we're going to India, Kazakhstan. I'm going to get divorced, he told me. I'm going to get kicked out. And I'm like, yeah, I know, I know. No, I didn't know. I swear I didn't know. But yeah, it's going to be tough. Next year looks tough. Yeah, it's going to be like... I mean, even for fans to watch, and I'm just watching, and I love watching. But even, <laughs> but even, but I feel now, I feel like, man, this guy's. And, and I thought, I, I think it was Max Verstappen. I think you said this in Formula One when, when, and he, I think he said, you know what, this is gonna break up marriages. I mean, and I thought, what's he talking about? But now I get it. I mean, I, I only see a portion. I see a little, maybe just a little bit more than the average person, maybe just a little bit. But from what I see, I'm like, man. So the fact that you're going to new places and you're, it's great that you're going to the sport, but it's like the wear and tear and the, the, the being tired and always, and you don't have a life. But at the same time, Jerry Seinfeld said this when comics start bitching and complaining about, you know, and then he goes, but what would you rather be doing? I mean, granted, like you said, you know, what else would you rather be doing? I mean, what would you be doing? You'd be at home watching a show on Netflix? I mean, you're living the dream. Nothing. I can tell you that everyone that is in the paddock right now is very passionate about their job. Yeah. I was very I was very passionate. And to tell you the truth, like I thought it was it was gonna come up. I'm not a hundred percent sure I made the right decision. I'm convinced, but I know stopping down, it's like when I'm away, I'm like, I come back home and I wake up at six, at seven. I don't even put up the alarm. I'm still on race mode. And it's really difficult to tone it down. And I, it's, it's, it's a challenge what's going to be for me. Now, it's okay. I slept the, 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 the first week I arrived, I slept the seven days. Like I slept, woke up, went to dinner with my friends, came back 1 a.m., slept. And that's all I did. Because it's, it's, it's a way of living. And I know many people, most of, most of my friends, let's say now, um, they are married in the paddock, they have kids. Uh, I have to say, there are few and few, more and more girls now, but everyone is in the same. They're, they're so passionate about their lives that even if they have kids and they, of course, they want to stay home and up, but there's, they, we like it so much and we have so much fun and we suffer together and we cry together and we have fun together. Like all of the guys from my team, they're all giving me advice with boyfriends, with what to do if I go to Argentina. Are you going to Australia? No. All of them came like, did we do something? Are you upset with us? What did we do? No, one of them like, stop talking to her. She's not leaving. No, no, I'm leaving. No, you're never going to leave. Like it's, it's a family. And once you get in, it's very difficult to, to, you know, to, to tune out of that. 
Now, no disrespect, but how old are you? If you don't mind me asking. I'm 35. I'm 40. I've decided. I've <laughs> no. I've decided I'm 40. Like a week ago, I'm like I'm saying I'm 40 because we're 40. I look okay. Well, how old are you? 35 or 40? Which one? No, I'm 35. Okay, so it's okay. Now, this might sound sexist, and please call me out if you know if, if you think it is. But Never. Sometimes, sometimes for a woman, it's maybe a little different because maybe sometimes you get that feeling like, hey, you know what? The, time, the clock's ticking. If I really want a family, I got to start thinking about this. And, you know, even I love this. I love working. This is my passion. But, man, I would kind of like to have a maybe maybe a husband or a boyfriend or maybe have a kid. So do, do you have that in you? Because some people it's not there, but do you have that in you or that want? I don't think so. I thought I, I had it. But I don't think so. I think I'm, because I get a lot of satisfaction from this job. And I can meet new people. I met you. I keep meeting amazing people around Thank the world you. with this job. Uh, and it's, I remember a couple of years ago, I told me that, you know, there are 11 other people in this world that have my job. I'm really fortunate to have this job. And I, of course, work my ass off for this job. Mm -hmm. But, at some point, it's like, it's not all there is. I, can't, I have to tell you, I've, some friends that started asking, are you going to like throw some eggs and this and this? And I'm like, no, I don't think so. But it's also true. It's because I started in the team. I had a boyfriend after the pandemic. I couldn't stand him anymore. He talked too much. And I said, look, Vito, I love you, but no. I need some wait, time wait. to come back. He talked too much? He talked too much. Imagine, imagine. This is what I keep telling my friends. I think it was, I think it was he didn't let you talk. I think that's what. <laughs> I promise to God. He said the other day, like, do you remember for my birthday when we went to France and you just stopped talking to me and you were eating and I was talking to you. And at some point I said, Vicky, are you listening to me? And I was like, no, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm sorry. You took too much. I'm tired. And he was like, but it's my birthday. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't. I can't. <laughs> so, yeah. Who was that? Who's Imagine. That? Who's that? It, it, I'm actually in my dad's office and everyone okay. is working. They've been in silence for I don't know how long. Oh, so they're listening? They're listening to us? Yeah, I think they're listening. But they're very, very focused on what they're doing. Well, well, I'm very distracting. <laughs> I'm not allowed to come in the office anymore because I distract them. I love it. I love it. I love. It. Okay. So, oh man, we got to get down to the nitty gritty here. I want. To, okay, nitty gritty. I want you to do the real answers. What is yes. your favorite? Just for racing wise, the actual race. What's your favorite race to go to? Where you just can't wait to get to that track. Just, the, just the racing now. Uh, for. <laughs> I really like Phillip Island. This is an, why I'm maybe going to yes. Australia yes. in February. I like the atmosphere. I like the place. I like everything about Phillip Island. And Taka liked Phillip Island. Carl liked Phillip Island. I don't know. It was, a, it was a track that meant something for my team. And then when I worked there for the first time, I saw what it, what it is. And okay. this year was amazing. Were you there the year that uh, Cal won it? Was that when you start working? Because no, I was, I think 2019, he was on the podium. I don't think he won. I don't okay. remember. Oh, that's so bad of me. 
the year I went, no, the year I went was the year he won because they told me, say, BT, you might want to leave early. So I saw him cross the finish line and he won. He did a great job. He won. And I remember walking to get my car and beat the rush. But yeah, I was, I was there the year he won it. So I remember that. No, it was, it was good. It was good. Okay. And that is a very nice, very nice track for it's everything. A great tra- it's a great track. Because uh, the riders like it. And then the atmosphere is, like I said, it was amazing. Yeah. And I like Philip Island. I like everything. Uh, but then I have to say, Mugello oh, is something Mugello. else. I love Mugello. It's something else. I love Mugello, the actual it's track. something else. Okay. So who has who throws the best parties? Like when you go to a GP, who has the best parties? Like when you go, oh, this after party's gonna be the shit. I have to say, I've never been to the on the party in Australia. Never in five years. I've never been. I don't know what happened to me. This is why I'm going this year. <laughs> I'm October. I'm there. I said, Alex, look, I'm I'm here. So just give me a room. I don't know. I'm staying. I'm coming to the party. I'm like, oh, okay. okay. Um, I think the end of the year party is a re- wait, Austin. I forgot. Sorry, sorry. So Austin's Austin's Austin. the best party. Austin's the best party. Okay. End of the year party is pretty big because you know, like me, this year you go, you say goodbye to people that have changed. Um, even if they change from one team to another, it's really emotional. We all have these dinners and we have people, friends, and whatever. And it's the end of the year, so you have your final, you know, release. But the Austin party, I have some very good memories of the Austin party. I was so upset because I was wanting to at least dance with you, and you came in and you were talking to somebody else, and I was like, oh, man. Ah, I was I, I was so upset because you were talking. I'm not going to put any names out there, but it was somebody from another paddock, and uh, – and uh, I was like, man, and I was mad. But I had I had to fly out early from Dallas anyway, so I had to leave. So, but I was like, oh man, I was upset. I think I, I was really upset because I was like, I had planned on dancing with you and everything. I was like, man, and I remember going back to the hotel like, man, we supposed to dance together. And I was a little upset. So I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's also weird because the party is just full of people from the paddock. I know. Very but- little, very little people from outside come and. That's another thing from the paddock. When you go to a party, you actually really bond with people there because you're relaxed. You're not competing. You're not. So the next time you you see them in the, it's incredible. I've made so, well, I've made so many friends during a party. Then the next time I go to the track, I'm like, hi, 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 hi. It's incredible. I ended up hanging out with Dennis Anchu. <laughs> I don't know why I hung out with the Moto Three rider. It was me and Dennis Anchu. That kid is great to hang out with. I love him because he's just so straight laced and he's just like this. And I hung out with him and I think uh, Joel Kelso. I hung out with him and I talked to Pedro a little bit. Pedro Pedro Costa just a little bit. Just so just so next year when he starts kicking ass, he remembers me. You know what I mean so I hung out with him just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, but they're, they're fun. Okay. So tell me. What now? This, this is the one that you got to be truthful. What, which is the one GP you go, ah, oh, I do not want to go here. Like you just kind of dread going there like, oh, I hate this place. I have to say I don't know. <laughs> Wait. No, like the real, real answer. And it really doesn't doesn't happen to me because for me, the job is the same. But I know for most, for like commercial people or people in charge of guests with hospitality, the Italian rounds for LCR are crazy. We have so many people in the paddock. We have so many people in the hospitality. We, Fabio throws these amazing parties at night and 
you know, I have to finish work and just take a shower, do whatever I can with my hair and then go. And those are like the most challenging ones. Really? For sure. For okay. sure. Because we have, a, we have a lot of extra things to do. We have to do things with sponsors. We take them to the meet and greet. Then we also have the, the dorm activities for the, like the big fun zone with everyone. And then some, some TikTok videos, you know, so we have more things during those GPs. Yeah. But for me, it's more or less the same. But for the other guys, like in Lucho, in an Italian GP, I never talk to him. Yeah. He doesn't even answer my phone. <laughs> like he disappears. <laughs> and then he, and then he calls me like, do you remember when I had this, this appointment with like, Lucho was like two hours ago. <laughs> ah, Okay, can we reschedule? Yeah, yeah, okay, we do it, we do it. But to be honest, even in these Italian things, he kind of, like, sometimes he needs to change something because he has a last-minute meeting with Irta, with Dorna, with, yeah. with some special sponsor, but he does, he's always, he calls me the hammer. Because I text him, like, five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes before, I'm like, I have it, I have it on my phone, John, you don't have to harass me, like the writer. And it's true. He always does. He always goes. He's always on time. Well, I heard there was the French round, Le Mans. No one's ever said a nice thing about Le Mans. And I want to go just to experience I it myself. I love Le Mans. Well, you're, the, you're the innocent. Listen, you're the first one that said that. Because everybody I've talked to goes, oh, Le Mans. I mean, everybody. But so I, so I want to go. I went to Paris. I went to Paris the Wednesday before uh, Valencia. And and I fell in love. So I got to go back to Paris. I fell in love with Paris. And no, you've never been to Le Mans. I never been to Le Mans. No, never. You have to go to Le Mans. You have to go. To well, Le Mans. maybe. Hey, you're not doing shit. Why don't you fly in from Australia? I don't know. Maybe it's me. Because... <laughs> Look, maybe, no. 2024, we can do. We can do all the races you want. 2024, whatever. 2023, I'll stay in Australia. I promise. Listen, you don't. 2024. Any... You don't have anything thank to you, do. Thank you, thank you, promise. You don't. You don't. You don't. <laughs> You don't have a boyfriend. You're single. Why don't we go to Paris for like that Wednesday, and then we go to Le Mans, and we go hang out. Or we go to Paris yes. on Tuesday, and then we go to Normandy or uh, Lyon, hang out for a day, and then we go to Le Mans, and we hang out. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. And then w watch you get a boyfriend like the month before and just hurt and break my heart. I didn't do boyfriends then. After three years with the boys, really, after three years with the boys, I don't do boyfriends. I can't. It's like, I don't know what he wants. Well, no, you know what? You just say that because honestly and truthfully, being a Gemini, and the reason I asked you that question about the kid was there's a part of me that kind of wishes I would have had a kid. A part of me does. But man, and, and this is weird, but whenever I'm traveling on a GP weekend, and I'm, you know, I'm by myself all the time because I feel bad wanting a little time from you guys, but you're working and I see how much you work. So oh, every time I say, hey, why don't you hang? But I mean, you can't and I get it now. But there's times when I wake up or I'm eating by myself or whatever and I go, I'm having the greatest time. And, and I go, if I had a family or a kid, it wouldn't be that way. And, and I don't know if I'll ever, and like they said, there's a lot, a part of me goes, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that. Like as far as family wise, and there's a part of me that wish I would have had a son or somebody to you know teach something to. But when I wake up on a GP weekend, and I, I know it sounds like I'm doing a commercial model GP, but it's the truth. It's my passion, and I love going to the paddock. And the great, and the greatest thing about that is, no matter how early you get there, somebody's always revving up a bike. Like they might not start yes. till 8 a.m. You get there at 7:30 and you hear a whoa, and you go, "How is that possible?" But it's the truth. So, and that's why I ask you that, like. 
about the family life because it's like maybe it's the Gemini thing, but I I, I miss I miss I miss a little bit of that. But but the travel and to find a good restaurant to eat, and that means honestly, and it may sound like nothing, but to eat to find a great restaurant and have a nice meal is the greatest thing in the world to me. So motorcycles and great restaurants. I have to say that when after the pandemic, Rossi said something like he wanted to have a kid. Yes. That was like a wake, wake up call for me because this is a guy that has been devoted to this his whole life. Yeah. And he's had so many satisfactions and he's the goat, whatever you want. And, you know, even him at some point said, look, if I don't have this, then what do I have? But I have to tell you, after coming here, after maybe, I don't know, a month here, I'm telling you, all my friends want to be me. They are all done with their husbands, ex-husbands, dealing with the kids. You know, they hate me because they, they call me whatever. I'm sorry, girls. I was, I was taking a nap. Like, ah, oh, no, I hate you. Why? So I'm really, I'm really now, and it's bad. It's, re it's really bad. I hope none of them see this. <laughs> It's, I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy about the decisions that I've made and how far I've come with what I wanted to do. And of course, of course, I always think maybe I would like to have a kid, but is it maybe just because I like it when I did this tattoo, I just wanted to try if it, if it was, if it hurt. Yeah. And if I like it, if I got tired of it, I didn't, it didn't hurt. I like it. Yeah. So I'm not closing that door, right. but I like to nap. And I have, I'm very independent. I'm really, really independent. And that's, that freedom, yes. that freedom is. Yes. No, you don't have to tell me because I know. And when you said that, I'm not even just kissing your ass because your relationship with your father, when you say, well, I'm going to go do this. And he got mad and, you know, he got mad, but, you know, he says good things about that same way with my parents where like everybody went this path and I went this way. But my dad knew early on, he goes, he didn't, he don't, he don't want us to hear it. This boy wants to leave. So that I honestly, that's my connection with you. And I feel that with you. And before I leave, I'm gonna say that quote again. You said your life goal was to be financially secure and with a career you enjoy. You're gonna take a break for a year, but I don't think anybody is enjoying their life like you are. I mean, if I'm about because I know what you mean. You get to travel and you get to eat good food and you laugh and it shows on your face and it shows who you are as a person. So I want to apologize to you for saying the, the kind of bad things behind your back because I know you work hard and I thought you were just blowing me off. But I did, but I still am upset about the after party. I want to dance with you. But anyway, that's here, here there. <laughs> so before I got here, it, what do you know in the next five years? What do you want to be? Like, like what do you want? Do you be working MotoGP? Do you want to maybe go F1? What do you want to do? Or do I don't know? know. I have one year. I have one year to think about that. I'll get back to you after this October next year. I, uh, promise me this, if you can, if you can, can you promise me you'll do a part two with me? I will do part two. I will be able to do, we'll do a part two. I, I honestly, sure. yeah. I, 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 the people don't know, I have pestered her and pestered her and she's turned me down. I mean, real nice. She, she said she was working. I, I got it, but I was still upset. And I, then I saw how hard she works. I go, okay, I, I feel bad. And then I said, let me try this one more <laughs> time. And uh, I caught her on a good day. I, I, I texted you the day that Argentina won the World Cup. And she goes, yeah, I'll do it. And I was like, yes. So, yeah. I just you know, wanna... it was in a, like, you know, I know. it was going to be in a good mood. I was going to say yes to anything. I, I was not drunk. I promise I was not drunk, but I was going to say yes to everything that night. I didn't care. 
It was amazing. You know, I was sure he was going to win it. I was sure from day one, he's going to win it. He deserves it. I see these kind of men. I, I'm around these kind of men. I've been around these for three years. People that work, that work, that work, that work, that work, that work, and then fail and work and work and fail and fail, but you get it. We, we won it. Of course, I was going to say yes. And thank you so much for having me. I loved it. We'll do a part two, of course. Victoria Ramos, or I'd call you Peaky Ramos. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, baby. I got to go. I'm up against it. Thank you so much. Happy holidays to you. I can't wait for you to go to Australia. Live your best life. But I ain't got to tell you that. You're already doing that. Live your best life. We will see each other in person someday. We'll have a great meal and we'll talk about it. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. Gracias. 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 <laughs> Thank you so much for watching Tales from a Gemini. I appreciate you guys. Leave me some comments, criticism, positivity, whatever it is. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you, Peaky Ramos. And like we say about this time, you know the word. Peace.